Neil Before Blog presents Neil Before Pod. Hello and welcome to the Neil Before Pod interview segment. I'm your host Craig, and recently I had the pleasure of talking to Batman and Superman: Battle of the Super Sons actor Troy Baker. He played none other than Batman in the film. We talk parental relationships, taking on iconic and varied characters, and Saturday morning cartoon bliss. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi, Troy. How's it going? Craig, how can I be of service, man? Well, it's a great honour to be speaking to Batman himself, it has to be said. (laughs) The fact that that is a true sentence, man, literally just makes the kid in me, like the 13-year-old me boy, just freak out. Because I always want to look over my shoulder and wonder who it is that you're talking about. I'm like, oh shit, you're talking about me. That's what it was, dude. Growing up, I was just a nerd playing video games, reading comic books, playing with whatever broken G.I. Joes or Transformers that I had, and watching cartoons. And I was just talking to someone before you about that bowl of cereal early Saturday morning, sitting on the couch watching cartoons. And you had four hours to consume cartoons. And then... Somewhere in the early 90s, someone decided that we should put this on in the afternoon after school. And that was a big deal. And so for someone like me, that's the high that I've always been chasing is, is this something that would stack up to being that early Saturday morning, maybe before the sun even came up, worthy of watching or rush home after school to watch this because it's something that resonates within you and excites you so much. And to me, this movie really does that. I want a series of this. I love that it's a feature film, but I would 100%, if I was in charge, I would greenlight two seasons of the show off the bat because I could truly see the adventures of Superboy and Damien going the distance. It's incredible what they did with this story. And I'm saying that as a fan And also saying that as an actor who had probably the least amount of screen time of any of these that have ever been in before. So while I would be unapologetically entitled to be biased about this, as a fan, this is honestly one of my favorites that I've ever seen from DC, much less one that I've been in. Well, I love your optimism. I loved the film as well. I thought it was great. It looks great. The story works really well. It all comes together brilliantly. And I did have a question about you being a supporting role in the film. What's your take on the relationship that Bruce or Batman has with Damien? What I love is the opportunity that we get to explore the contrast between Bruce's relationship with Damien and Clark's relationship with Jonathan. For me, that alone, if you just took the cowl and the cape off and just made this a story about two dads dealing with their sons, it holds up. I didn't even think about this when I was watching the movie. It was kind of like afterwards. I went for a good long walk and had a time to kind of like have a think about it. And really, it, it becomes an allegory for the fact that you don't need a cape or a cowl to be a superhero if you're a dad. Like right now I'm traveling. I've been away from my son for three weeks and I miss him like crazy. And there's so much about what's going on in his life that I'm missing, including the fact that for the first time really in his four years, he was really, really sick. And I was powerless to do anything about it. I just had to sit and watch and I could call the doctor and I could Google search But at the end of the day, what I was watching was his immune system coming online and making him stronger. But it was really, really hard as a dad to watch. And in the same way, Batman, 
all of his training, all of his preparation, all of his experience of fighting and solving crime and being one of the world's best superheroes, he finds himself coming up empty when it's, how do I save my son? How do I relate to my son? So it's just a great thing. I hope that fathers and sons or even moms and daughters or fathers and daughters watch this, parents watch this with their kids, because I think it's a great reminder to kids that their parents are superheroes for making their lunch, for helping them with their homework, for showing up to the game. How important that was to Jonathan that Clark showed up to the baseball game, not just to save the world, but then also the fact that, hey, kids, your parents are superheroes. And also parents, your kids are superheroes too. Because what they deal with, the bullies that they deal with, life, how it comes at them, and them trying to deal with who they are as people and their identity, that takes a superhero to deal with as well. So to me, man, this movie hits on every level and it does it with such a light hand. And it does it from a perspective of whether you're a fan or this is the first thing you've ever watched before. It's worthy. Yeah, definitely. Really well said. And in terms of playing Batman, this is far from your first time playing the character and some of it has been in Lego form. So what do you see as the major differences between preparing to be Lego Batman and being, well, more serious Batman, for want of a better term? (laughs) Now that I've done Lego, I understand what the end product is going to look like. With this, I think people forget about this. Actors were brought in kind of early. So we don't necessarily know what this is going to look like. We know what the animation style is going to be. The script is written. There may be some storyboards, but for the most part, it's kind of like, this is the vibe that we're going for. But it's up to me to trust our producers, our writers, our directors, and be able to understand that once it's out of my mouth, (laughs) it's into the hands of our betters. That being said, most of the time, it's the first time that I'm seeing this along with the audience. So I'm just as surprised. And especially with this one, it's, it's unique in the fact that Batman and Superman, but they kind of take back seat because we got starfish stuck to our face for the yeah. most part. So it's a really unique opportunity for me to sit back as a fan and as an audience member and watch all this unfold. So when Lois goes into President Lex's office, and says, burn this mother, and it cuts off. <laughs> I'm jumping up with the audience going, that's amazing. I can't believe that they let the writers do that. And this movie felt like everybody that worked on it was a fan making the movie that they've always wanted to make. And somehow they either like tied up their parents and put them in the closet and just took over the studio for a second and made the movie that they always wanted to make. It felt like a fan film with a really, really, really big budget. (laughs) When it comes to Batman, I like the takes that allow themselves to be a bit more outlandish. So like in this film, he has all the stuff in the Batcave, the dinosaur, the giant penny, all that stuff. There's even the Batcow. It's all the crazy stuff and it's just all part of it. So it's a lot of fun for me to see Batman that's serious, but not too serious. Right. It does all this without being kitschy. Or even in the fact that like, you have a cow, it's like, of course I have a cow. And it's no big deal, but it's also, can I show you how, like, Jonathan has worth in that. There's a reason why that back cow is there. The fact that crypto is mean, <laughs> scary there for a second. It's all of these things that, for some people in D.C., it's kind of like, eh, I'm not sure how I feel about that arc or whatever. It brought those elements into this and made it grounded. As a fan, it ticks all of the boxes for me. And that's really, really rare. 
Yeah, and as a voice actor, I'm sure you enjoy the freedom of being able to play all different characters. Even in the Batman mythos, you've been Joker, Two-Face, Arkham Knight, all very different characters. It's not something that anybody would ever really get to do in live action. So the voice side of it must be really amazing to free you up to do those kinds of things. It is something that I never expected as an actor, but it's something that I'm always grateful for. And you're absolutely right. You're not going to cast me as Batman. You honestly would not probably cast Bruce Greenwood, Kevin Conroy, Jensen Ackles. There's a lot of people that you wouldn't necessarily cast. And the thing that I love about this specific medium, it's a partnership between the animation and the actor, just as it is on film where it's the writing and the performance must come together. This is the same thing, but it's an opportunity for us as kids and as nerds to be able to explore the characters that we've loved so much and they let us do it, man. And I'm grateful. Every time they're like, hey, we've got another one that we're doing. I'm like, who am I playing this time? They could have told me that I was playing Starro and be like, oh, awesome. Great. I love it. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just grateful that I get a chance to do this. But the fact that I get to wear the towel on this one, incredible. And we'll go deeper into this, man. Thank you so much, man. Obviously, I love talking about this. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it with you. Well, you're welcome on the podcast anytime. Cheers. Thanks for your time. Thank you. That was my interview with Troy Baker. All the best to him with the film and in the future. If you like what you heard, then please do hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcatcher of choice. Please do leave us a rating and a comment. As always, as always, we hope you'll join us next time on Deal Before Pod.